Such were the thoughts that forced their way into a man's mind, after the first secretary informed him that if he did not accept this command, it might never be within the first secretary's power to gain him a comparable appointment again. Such words did speak of secret forces working against him, did they not? Hayden, however, was aware that his mind was not performing as it should, and that he might be making much of nothing, or not nearly enough of what appeared to be very little. His estrangement from Henrietta had made sleep all but impossible. His stomach approved neither food nor drink, and his thoughts could hardly be turned to the matters at hand. Some part of him hoped he would suddenly be relieved of his command, that he might return to London, find Henrietta, and have an explanation with her about the recent false claims of the Bourdages, mother and daughter. Hayden paced across his cabin, glancing out of the stern gallery windows now and again, across Plymouth Harbour, to fields on the eastern shore. The new green of spring grass rippled in the breeze, a fair breeze for Le Havre, to which place Hayden had been ordered to take or destroy a frigate, using that harbour as a base from which to harass British shipping. A knock on his door interrupted Hayden's thoughts, somewhat to his relief, as they had been tracing this same circle for several hours. At a word from Hayden, his marine sentry cracked open the door. "'Mr. Barth, sir!' "'Send him in.' The sailing-master, all corpulence and jowls a-jiggle, waddled in, ancient hat tucked beneath his arm, revealing a head of red and grey, ash and flame. "'Please do not tell me, Mr. Barth, that you have discovered some fatal wound to our rig.' "'Our rigging is all in order, sir, most perfectly so.' and our sails are bent and ready to loose. But, uh, the sailing-master hesitated, do complete your sentence, Mr. Bath. The suspense is almost more than I can bear. Bath smiled. If we are not to sail this day, sir, Mrs. Bath and my daughters would like very much to visit the ship. Mr. Wickham has kindly arranged a boat to carry them out, sir, if that would be acceptable. Did Mr. Archer not inform you that we have yet to complete our powder? Bath was genuinely surprised. He most certainly did not, sir. For which I have no explanation. The powder hoy is to visit us this very afternoon. I still hope to win our anchor at first light tomorrow and be in the channel by breakfast. Bath did not hide his disappointment at all well. Perhaps, uh, perhaps Mr. Archer did inform me about the powder hoy, sir. Mr. Bath, it is very obvious that you are attempting to conceal Mr. Archer's lapse, but I shall have to have a word with him about it. As to Mrs. Bath and all the Mrs. Bath, I am almost as sorry as you that they cannot visit the ship. Please send Mrs. Bath my regrets and explain the reason. I should not want her to feel the least unwelcome. I shall, sir. Thank you, sir. Bath's ample bottom retreated out of the door. Hayden was sure every man aboard would be very disappointed to learn that Mrs. Bath would not be bringing her handsome daughters for a visit. Even Hayden felt a little chagrin. Allowing the sailing-master a moment to make his exit, Hayden then opened the door. "'Pass the word for Mr. Archer, if you please,' he ordered the Marine. Hayden looked at the mass of paperwork that lay in untidy piles upon his desk— if only his mind would consent to focus on it for more than five minutes before returning to Henrietta and his distressing financial troubles. 
a respectful knock on the door announced the arrival of Mr. Archer. The lieutenant came striding quickly in. "'I'm sorry, sir. It was entirely my failure to inform Mr. Bath. He did not for a moment forget.' "'And it is a very serious failure, Mr. Archer. How is Mr. Bath to plan his work without such knowledge?' "'I do not know, sir. I shall not let such a thing happen again. I am quite certain you will not.' "'Fires have been extinguished all about the ship?' Archer tried not to display offence at this, but failed. "'All but the lamp in the lightroom, sir, and I have ordered wet blankets draped about that.' "'Go through the ship and be certain that we have no fires lit, Mr. Archer. As to Mr. Bath's family or any other visitors to the ship, I should not want to take the chance of blasting them to hell, would you?' "'No, sir, I would not. Then be about your business, Mr. Archer.' The lieutenant went stiffly out. Although Hayden did not enjoy the role of angry captain, he had come to the belief over the years that the occasional upbraiding kept young officers on their toes and alert to their duties. It had certainly had that effect upon him. Archer's pride would be stung for a day or two, but Hayden was certain he would get over it and be better for it as well. There was a small part of Hayden that wondered if he was merely being peevish, a result of his own distress and anxiety about his personal and professional life, and this thought was not easily dismissed. He was peevish, he knew. The slightest thing sent his collar soaring. But then Archer's mistake was fairly grave, and could not have been passed over without comment. He bloody well should...